Tanel and Jeremy Tanel. Streaming to you recorded from Seattle, Washington. Here. Good Sunday afternoon, everybody. This is Jeremy Tunnell with the Plow Line Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Jerry Ebala Rosa Tunnell, and today we are honored to be talking to Siobhan Powell, who is the director of the Refuge Outdoor Festival. Um, so we're going to be jumping into a number of different subjects, as well as the festival and how it went this year in its inaugural year, and uh, and then jumping into um, to the this next year coming up. Yes, 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 yes. But of course, as always, um, we need to pause to actually give honor to the land that we're on and the um, original caretakers, the Snohomish people. So thank you so much for allowing us to be here. And man, it is a sunny day outside. I was just walking in with uh, Siobhan. I just said, you know, wow, if we told people that last week we had two feet of snow, they probably wouldn't believe with this weather today. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay oh, with this weather. Yes. I'm okay with with yes. the snow melting. How much snow did you have over at your place? Uh, it was only a few inches. I actually didn't realize it was snowing until someone said, um, our meeting is going to be delayed because there's snow outside. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there is. go look. <laughs> so I like to be oblivious to those things. Yeah, I like to be oblivious to those things too. But when I had to dig us out of the driveway <laughs> twice... <laughs> That's different. Uh, that was a real bummer. <laughs> yep. And then we had a bunch of branches fall when it all started to melt, which I still have not picked up. So, oh, well, right, yeah. there's this one, and our roadies cracked, which is such a shame because they're old, old, beautiful oh, roadies, it probably it was 60 sad. years old. Anyway, what's up, Siobhan? Howdy. How's it going? It's going well. It's cool. going well. Cool. Why don't you, like, um, introduce yourself a little right. bit to... Our people out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is Siobhan Powell. I am the founder director of the Refuge Outdoor Festival, which is a camping experience centered on people of color. Um, I love the outdoors. The Pacific Northwest is pretty cool. And um, I always tell people I'm from Texas. Mm -hmm. So there it is. That's right awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Jeremy and I had the opportunity to um, actually attend the inaugural festival which was in was it was it september it was in september. last weekend in september last weekend in september and it was so cool yeah, it i was mean awesome. seriously when we walked in and there was like music that i could dance to <laughs> right yeah i was yep. like oh hell no in the forest <laughs> well and and that the stage illuminated uh you know right right everything. on the banks of the yes. is it, that's the snohomish right uh, that no. is the Tolt River. That's the yeah, Tolt, Tolt River. River. Yeah. That was yeah. beautiful. Oh, it was it so was, cool to walk in and, and, you know, it was dark and it was cool. That's yep. awesome. It was cool. And then seeing so many um, people of color out there in one place, enjoying themselves, celebrating, dancing, honoring the land. It was like... It was magical. I felt like, you know what? This is what fairies look like in a forest. <laughs> yeah, it did have that feel. It totally had that feel. That's awesome. That's this awesome. is what fairies are like. And so when we when we got there, and we we stayed in um, we stayed in one of the yurts. How'd you like that? Oh, that's great. 
I could live in a yurt. Most people don't even know what a yurt is. So I've had to explain that um, over and over and over and how to spell yurt, which is Y-U-R-T. Um, it's pretty much spelled like it sounds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm glad that other people enjoyed it. So, so, yes. what, so what is yurt? Um, a yurt is a... Um, it can be permanent or a semi-permanent structure that is usually elevated off the ground and has some canvassing around um, and is basically a cabin that can be put up or torn down pretty not quickly because I once had one built in a convention center and it took us eight hours. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah, but they're really awesome. And the ones that we stayed in, because I stayed in a yurt too, had heating and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and bunk beds. So they're, they're fun, fun situations. Oh, they, they are a lot of fun. It's like, I remember the, um, the first time we went to a yurt. Gosh, I don't remember the first time you and I went. It was my birthday. Oh, right, it right, was, right, right. It was my birthday. It was, uh, um, it was my birthday. We were in the height of, well, we weren't even in the height. We were just, we were still in the downward <laughs> spiral of the recession. We were broke, broke, broke. And, uh, and my, my wife was like, I got a birthday surprise for you. I was like, what? And she said, I got us a yurt. I was like, right on. That's great. You know, it was good. It was a good birthday. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. And I remember sitting outside. I mean, it was cold because it was raining. It was like late May. But we were sitting outside in the, you know, and had a fire. Mm -hmm. And all I could think about was, wow, I wonder if this is how, well, of course, my ancestors didn't have. I wonder what their yurts look like, right? Her quote unquote yurt. Technically, your ancestors could have had uh, yurts because the Mongols are the ones that that uh, that developed yurt technology. And uh, and they spread their DNA all the way across the uh, the the uh, the the northern parts of China, all the way across Russia, all the way down into Europe, all the way down into the Ottoman Empire. So, yeah, I'm sure you you, you might just do. have ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm you right. probably do, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. um there were some amazing experiences um, at the at the festival this year. Um, the look and the feel was for a first year festival. Wow, you know that was cool. Awesome. Um, the group dynamics uh, during that second day mm-hmm. that was really that was really I, that was the most moving part of the whole thing, and also kind of the point, right? Right. Um. I think uh, one of the things that I heard over and over, and I was wondering if you could, you know, talk a little bit about it, um, was how uh, the festival was a place where people of color could have a space in the outdoors where they could see themselves reflected back. Mm -hmm. And um, I had never thought about it as a, you know, tall, white, heterosexual male who spent a huge amount of time in the woods. But um, the people that you see in the woods with, you know, the, the $5,000 in gear um, on their backpack and their boots and their, you know, and their, um, their clothing um, are European descent. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so that's, 
there's so much there. Because <laughs> um, uh, on one hand, sometimes I'm that person with that $5,000 outfitted in gear um, just because of my outdoor activities. But it is, it was, it was stem um, from a situation that was really unfortunate in the outdoors for me. And I just, I just knew that people of color would want a space that they saw themselves um, highlighted and uplifted and that they're leading or they're they're leading or being led by people that look like them so that was like number one goal was to have majority of activities um, conversations everything led by people of color um, because we don't get that I go out hiking or camping and it's usually either me and my friends are the POCs or it's just me because I do a lot of outdoor activities. So I had never been in a space with that many people of color um, outside either. And so even though I didn't get to participate in things, um, just even seeing the image um, will stay with me forever. Sure. Even though there's another one coming. So <laughs> it'll keep growing. Um, but it, it's just important to see people. I mean, we even know like in classrooms, it's important to see people te having people teach yes. you um, yes. that look like yes. you. So why would that be any different outside or anywhere right? else or anywhere else? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where that came from. And, and just centering the voices of POCs is so different than what um, a lot of mainstream organizations have done for the last, you know, 75 plus years that outdoor industry has been profiting. Sure. Um, so I wanted to make something look different. Yeah. And feel different. Yeah. So. Yeah, look different, feel different, and uh, and yet at the same time, um, feel so. Um, I don't know. I've been to a lot of outdoor festivals. It it your festival had a had an energy magic. that just did not. It was exist. magic. Yeah. Like it seriously, it was magic. Yeah, and awesome. I mean, it's like for me. I mean, you know, in Hawaii, we we talk a lot about the uh, the mana, right? The energy that that we all have and it exudes outside of us it exudes everywhere but when you're like in alignment with all of that energy it's like there is just a a different it's just this magical thing that just comes from all of that and you know when i when i walked in and and being that i lived here for a long time and for the past 15 years mm -hmm. you know um jeremy would take me up into the mountains i never went up into the mountains it's like, are you serious? He taught, he actually taught my boys what it was to go out in the forest. Girl, mm. you should have seen. Sometimes when we would take them out, I did the same thing on what they were wearing, right? Blue jeans. Blue jeans. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, kicks. I, you know. I mean, you can do it. Not when you're crossing a snowfield. There is a more comfortable and <laughs> safe way right. to do it. Uh -huh. um, right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's like that's one of the things that wasn't marketed to me mm. or taught to me. So I had, like, no clue on what all of that meant. So the first time I went, and that's what I was wearing, blue jeans and everything, and Jeremy was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, is that what you're going to wear instead of helping? That's how he was the first time, right? That's how I still am. <laughs> that's what you're going to wear? That's what you, are you going to, he goes, can you I get away with that? <laughs> I do. I, I, I do, but it took a long time to get away with it, right? Like, usually the way it would work is is we would have, you know, uh, I would have an hour at least of regret of saying it. But also thinking in my head, hey, it was the right thing to say. <laughs> but I appreciate that you had that hour of regret. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, need, you needed that. I, I did. You needed I that. I did. 
Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> well, because every time it. he would say something, and it did. It took a long time because when he would tell me, "Is that what you want to wear?" I'm like, "Do you want me to punch you in your face?" Right? It's like appropriate a- <laughs> response. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. appropriate. It feels like an escalation. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we got to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when I finally tried on, you know, Gore-Tex boots for the first time, life changing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wait, hold up." We have been hiking for how long now? Mm-hmm. And my feet is dry. <laughs> right. Ge- gear is everything. Gear is, a, I mean, yeah. it's it's important. Yeah. I don't want to say it's everything because there's still so many barriers because of the expense of right. gear. Exactly. But I, I have a similar, like when I, I used to just hike in, you know, jeans, that sort of thing, and my tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. And then I got hiking boots and I was like, oh my God. Game changer. <laughs> so ridiculously different like just instantaneously but i didn't know i don't i didn't grow up in a culture that was like we're going hiking and doing Mm -hmm. these things in texas i mean we went fishing yeah like i went to a summer camp for burn survivors that we don't we didn't do those things so i didn't know until i got i saw this store opening and i was like i'm a, uh, oh i'm excited about this store and it, it was rei hmm. um and i had heard of them online um but it was probably i was probably um in college when they opened near my parents house. this is still in texas mm-hmm, yeah. still in texas um and i went in there and like i was like oh my what oh one these are my people and this is the stuff i need oh also i don't have the money (laughs) three hundred dollars it's a shirt shirt. (laughs) so i did convince my mom to like well i tried to convince my mom to buy me a backpack um and i showed her i picked out two backpacks i was like this is my christmas gift you can buy either of these. And she's like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then she bought me a Matt, what was it? Madden? What's the, it's like the clothing the, the, brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peacoat. Oh. I said, what happened to my backpack? <laughs> so I had to save up my money and I went and actually I bought both of those backpacks. Awesome. And tried both of them on different trips and then returned the one <laughs> that I liked the least. Um, and I had that backpack all the way until like maybe three years ago. I actually brought it here to Seattle. And Did you? I, I traveled around with it in Argentina for a time. Wow. And I brought it here and finally it, it finally gave out and it wasn't that one I wanted to go return and get another one. I just got a whole new backpack. What brand? So, what brand was it? Uh, the first one. It was REI. It was an REI backpack. Yeah, it was an REI backpack. Yeah. Um, and my my backpack currently is REI as is well. It? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have a weird... Weird it's good loyalty. gear. Yeah, they have good gear. You know, I worked for IA for a short time. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I worked in the um, um, in the backpack department. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Sweet. you know, backpacks and all the gear and the sleeping bags and and uh, um, yeah, it's great gear. Yeah, it's great gear, and you know, but it can be intimidating as well. Like when I went to get fitted for, I didn't get fitted my first time for my backpack. That was probably a mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was a big mistake yeah. mm-hmm. um but this the, the backpack i currently have i got fitted and it made a world of difference but it was right. so intimidating and it took time because they actually had to change out almost all the straps and then i started feeling some type of way like you know there's Wait. that yeah. yeah um and i've since had some surgeries and so now i i actually probably need to go get 
go take it back in and see if I can change out some of the stuff because sure. it doesn't doesn't quite fit anymore. Doesn't it's a good right. pack, mm-hmm. but it doesn't quite work anymore. And those even those little things are intimidating. Yeah. Well, I, I used to. Um, so. Uh, fitting people for backpacks was one of my favorite things mm. um, because it is it's it's technical <laughs> and these are kind of messed up reasons for it being my favorite thing and they don't <laughs> really stupid. I know what you're gonna they, say no no I'm not gonna say that okay, we'll good. just keep that one between ourselves <laughs> and um, and they like people don't know what's happening they're like no. well, I just wanted a backpack bro mm-hmm. you know so like I would you know like I would try and look as professional as possible you know maybe throw a little towel over my <laughs> over my arm and just be like good afternoon I see you're, you're looking at the REI backpacks it's an excellent choice <laughs> right you know and and you know and then you'd get it on them throw some weight in there and and they're like this is cool you know what's mm-hmm. happening and and uh, you know and and you'd throw it on and Changing out the straps, right, is all part of that process. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that um, that, and this is a, one of the reoccurring kind of subjects that kind of kind of came up in many of the conversations that happened at the festival was um, one of the you know this isn't what came up, but it's related. One of the things that I think is is a very real situation is you're throwing backpacks on well in Re- in Redmond where it was at the time mm-hmm. on people of European descent people of Indian Asian ascent mm-hmm. um, and very, very, very few times are you putting a backpack and fitting it on a person of African-American descent. Mm-hmm. And those body types are all very different. Yep. Right. So, um, I, you know, I can see how how that would feel like a barrier, you know, like a this is weird. Why are we pulling the waist belt off of this? Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's intimidating. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean. For a woman of color to go into REI, and I remember, you know, my first time going into REI, I was like, you know, going in there wanting to know what it was like about being in the outdoors and everything. And I'm looking at all of the clothes and I'm like, this pants ain't going to fit this butt. It ain't going. What Mm. is up with this? How do you, because she says this all the time, how do you feel about the REI clothing for women? Um, You know, I actually did not buy REI clothes until two years ago. Yeah. I did not. I it was. I knew it wasn't gonna fit. I'm you not, didn't even try it. You didn't like, even I try. Didn't even, no, oh, you don't, you don't, don't have to. They don't can look at it. You like look at it. You don't have a white husband. It's not gonna <laughs> because go over this. Trip. The only reason why she tried it on was like, just try it on. Come on, just try. Yes, oh, that ain't gonna it. fit. You're right. You're right. It's so tight, but you know, yeah. And but to be able to see that REI is changing. Oh yeah, I was in the room. Um, so transparency i used to work for rei i'm not plugging them all the time but (laughs) i used to work for them and i was actually at headquarters in the room when they announced that we were going to start doing expanded sizes i saw women get so emotional wow and one woman said i've worked here for x amount of years it was a pretty lengthy time and i've never been able to buy rei clothes Wow, and that makes a difference. This what you're saying right now makes a difference for me, and that's when that's about the time I started buying their clothes. Yeah, yeah, and it's good. It's good technical gear, (laughs) but I could never, I couldn't fit it. Right, like I'm a plus size, big chested black woman that just could not get anything on either side, (laughs) And 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 it played into the idea that. I don't belong here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't belong here. How am I supposed to 
enjoy the outdoors that everybody else like when I can't even gear myself up properly because I don't belong here. But then I re but then I went back to Hawaii and I think I noticed one of my cousins that came in from Hawaii and how they didn't know what it was like to walk in the sand. They didn't know what it was like to go and swim in the ocean. Mm. And I'm sitting there laughing. Because they came from where they come from. Because they came like, you know, from New York or, you know, where, wherever, you know. And, um, you know, when you live in a different place, you are, you're, you're, you grow up with those things. You understand those things. And so then that's when I realized, wait a minute, these people don't know I'm here yet. Or somebody like me is here. Because they're just marketing to the people that they see every single day. Mm -hmm. What I found with that festival, it was showing up where we're like, hey, and we were loud. <laughs> we were loud. <laughs> we were dancing till I don't know what time it was, but we were loud. And to me, I was thinking, yay, hello, we're here. We want to belong here as well, too. And we're not going to be able to if we don't get the support right. from you who are already here and know what it's like. Right. We're not trying to, you know, invade on your property or colonize your space. Wasn't theirs anyway, but we want <laughs> <laughs> to, to be clear. Right. <laughs> even though we know it, it seems like we were taking back what was you know rightfully ours or whatever it is well absolutely theirs theirs right theirs. Yeah. yes exactly <laughs> right and you know so in here uh, yes and um i always talk to people and tell people guess what we've also always been here we mm -hmm. couldn't have made it to yes. 2019 without yes. being here yes. right. like i know yes. a lot of people of color we we've been told we say to ourselves and we say to other people oh we don't do outside I mean, right. the number of times I've heard people say black people don't camp. I was like, mm, your people camped at some point. <laughs> yeah, Just right. Straight up. Your people camped yeah. at some point or you wouldn't be alive. They might not have called yeah. it camping. They, they didn't. They I'm probably, sure they maybe didn't they called call it living. They called they, it living. But we call it camping now. We call it camping yeah. now. Yeah. Right. And so right. like we can can we own that, too, because I'm yeah. I'm tired of people yeah. telling me that I'm not outside. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. mm, so I've been outside since I was three. <laughs> That's the and right. that's the uh, that's when we have to uh, decolonize our mm -hmm. minds, right? Is that we have been colonized so much to think a certain way that we can't even see ourselves in existence with everything else. Exactly. Because we've been told that this is where we belong. This right. is who we are. This is what we did. Totally erasing everything that our ancestors taught us. Exactly. And so to reclaim that and to have the power to make that happen girl you made it happen i am excited for this well next year this year yeah, this, this year, year. This year. Oh, yeah this, this year when is it this september last weekend in september i think i'm going to keep that as annual it's time. a good good time yeah so the 27th through the 29th in september and location um we're going back to tote mcdonald's yes. park um <laughs> incarnation that's it's, great it's a it's a good location yeah. and I wanted to try to do year two there and see how it can grow and what else we can do in that that space. And a huge amount to grow there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the the whole um, this side of the river campground, um, oh, yeah. you know, and, and there's trailer hookups. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, there's yep. yurts. Yep. Um, they've got a couple cabins. Yes. They've got tent litus. Mm-hmm. They've got tent camping. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that place has got it. Yep. You know, yeah. and if you ever had to expand into it, they've got a massive parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> they do. They have. I mean, there. Um, there is another event that happens there that um talking to as well um and i think they max out at like four thousand people wow like that's camping like they they camp with four thousand people let's do that like it's it's insane so we'll see uh i don't think we'll go to four thousand this year i'm a solo person (laughs) so so three thousand nine hundred ninety eight okay But um, yeah, no, it's it's a phenomenal place, and and the weather was just it was beautiful. Oh, it, it was, was absolutely gorgeous. stars were out. Yeah, the stars yeah. were out. It was amazing to be able to dance under the stars. Mm. Yes, listen to the coyotes when yes. they joined in in the singing. As that was well. so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear it, and I'm so jealous that everyone tells me that the coyotes sung with you all yeah yes and, and we were I, on the outskirts a, yeah, yeah at, we when were. they did that we were actually up at the your, at the, we, you at the we literally actually retired early both nights did you <laughs> <laughs> they, they, i will say they're long days you know <laughs> like i was just i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> but you can hear them you can oh, hear oh totally everything yeah. i'm sure you even heard people just shouting uh yep. yeah <laughs> at the silent disco because you couldn't hear the music we but we, we did hear that we, we did hear that <laughs> and that's all we heard was like just these grunts right and it was and like, laughs and laughs and, and laughs. i started I, you know i was i was just laying there and i was just laughing thinking like wow this is so tribal Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It is so tribal to hear this. And it was yeah. like every cell in my body was vibrating. It was it was it was heaven. Yeah, yeah it was cool. It was, it was it was cool. Um there I one of the things that I'm not gonna go back to this a little bit, the it was a reoccurring um theme, but I thought that it was really um brought out well by the by the people of color climbing um group. Um, oh yes, and it was, was it the this, Mountaineers. It was the, the Mountaineers. Mountaineers, yeah, and it was this. Uh, no, it was it was probably climbers of color. Oh, it was climbers of color. Climbers That's of it. Color. Yeah, 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 I was close. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, they um, they had a great point of think about where you're at and think about the land you're in. First, it was you know it was the Snohomish. It was the indigenous people of this land. Then it was the European settlers that moved west, mm. and um, and you know who originally made these trails well the indigenous people made these trails then who explored exploited these trails right mm-hmm. when i say exploit i mean for capitalism right mm-hmm. um you know uh, coal um gold um wood. Uh, wood lots and lots and lots of wood mm-hmm. salmon um you know whatever resources they could pull, pull out of here well it was the it was the european descent settlers uh, that were coming you know that were settling this area and um and so the point that they were making was it doesn't feel like the you know it doesn't when we're sometimes when when we're out here it doesn't feel like these areas um were made for us because they weren't right they were they were made for um you know white capitalistic um settlers that were coming west which was you know what manifest destiny was right and um and so it, it it was a very interesting point to you know with the rise of the mountaineers in in the Seattle area, um, the you know the rise of REI in the Seattle area, and how 
as it feels like these um, services have traditionally catered towards people of European descent, it's because they do. They did. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, um, um, you know, the announcement to make clothing that will fit larger body types than, you know, than um, women of European descent is a huge announcement, you know, moving in that direction. The efforts that the Mountaineers have put together for um, for people of color has been pretty incredible as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sam Ortiz has been really uh, representing that. Yeah, she has. Yeah. yeah. It's some, um, you know, and I, and I think there's so much in there, you know, I mean, I'm listening as you're talking about how we, um, now REI is is making um, clothes for larger bodies or expandable or, or yes, something like yeah. that, right? Or just different bodies. Or different, styles. yeah, exactly. Because it's yeah. like that also has a connotation that we've created. And another intersection we've got to like handle is mm-hmm. that fat. Mm-hmm. This isn't what beauty is, mm-hmm. right? Because you're in an expandable size, you're in a larger size. Mm-hmm. So then the whole entire world, well, society has looked at it to where being bigger boned is not attractive it's not sexy it can't be it's got to be this thin body i mean it's like for the first time sports illustrated has a polynesian on the cover Mm. in her full self Mm. it was like hello i'm surprised i haven't looked that up yet (laughs) you're so crazy but i think that's the other narrative we've got to change so within all of this everything that I think you're doing, Siobhan, is touching on so many different places that we've seen problems with. And you're bringing attention to it and dialogue around that, which I think is absolutely amazing because these are the narratives that needs to be changed. Absolutely. I, you know, for me, I've been talking to people more about this this year um, than last year. Me saying the festival is geared toward people of color, for me, my my interest in people of color has to be intersectional. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't live, I, I am not just this one single identity, and I know that we are not this one single identity, and so where those intersections come in and play out, and especially how they've played out in negative ways mm-hmm. in this sector, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some people didn't read the end of their tickets, but on the ticket last year, it was basically like, it basically said, I ain't going for this and you will be kicked out if you <laughs> do anything crazy. <laughs> that wasn't the exact words because legally I couldn't say that. But like one friend read it and was like, oh. And was oh. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, are you sure you want to keep that? I said, legal said it was fine. <laughs> so I'm keeping that in there. But it was like, I reserve the right to put you out if you act right. right. Absolutely. Because I, I, I'm tired of society treating us or saying these things are wrong so like mm-hmm. how do you create that space that it's safer right it's not going to be safe for everybody right it's safer we can have the conversations yeah you can be you right show you show up fully as you yeah and enjoy yourself mm. so and get what you need yeah right some exactly. people need those conversations some people just need the sun exactly yeah. and or the, music. That would be or other, the music the other thing that was also um awesome was that you also welcomed um everyone you welcome people of european descent to oh, yeah. come as well too and you know it's like it's not 
sometimes we can find ourselves calling people out mm. you know this is what you're doing you you know white privilege and all of these other kind of things that we can call people out on but we never call people in mm. we never call people into the circle into mm. the dialogue to be able to sit and have these conversations these hard conversations with us mm. and so i was really amazed on how that was set up mm. you know where it was like okay this is what it is and as a person of European descent coming in, they need to be courageous enough to be able to sit in the circle and be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right, babe? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's where you met Bam. I did. Yeah, there were some uncomfortable moments for sure. And um, you did an incredible job of unintentionally setting those up. Mm-hmm. Jerry, as I think you know, signed us up to do a course. Yes, she did. <laughs> and days before, right? I didn't think about it. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, let's make this happen. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what do you want me to teach? I'll teach about how to cut some wood. I'm good at that. You know, okay. I can teach how to make fires. I am amazing at it. Oh. I really am. Okay. We'll yeah. circle back to that at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, and she's like, no, 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 that's not what we're going to talk about. You know, we're going to talk about race, equity, and inclusion. I'm like, huh. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, but okay. You know, and so I, you know, I kept thinking about, well, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? And then maybe 24 hours before the whole thing kind of came down, and as we're driving out there, I'm telling her, I'm like, I don't think I should talk. Mm. I think maybe I should listen. And I, and I don't really know. What, what that's going to be like mm. um and so you know morning comes and breakfast is over and we are setting up for our group and i'm like what are we gonna get like two three people you know and and we got a bunch of people and the first <laughs> and the first thing out of bam's mouth is well, i got a question <laughs> i love bam what exactly do you think you have to offer to this <laughs> to this conversation uh, you know and I, and I was like woof mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. Thanks, mm-hmm. buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And he confer- affirmed exactly what I was thinking, which mm-hmm. is you can offer silence. Yeah. You know, you your your voice is here. You know, your voice is heard all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can offer an ear. And he also said, <laughs> I love him. And I'm sorry, babe. I, I'm sorry that I have to laugh at this part, but it's just so hilarious for me, <laughs> right? Because I tell you this shit all the time and you don't listen. So having somebody else say it, I love it. Where Bab just came out and he was like, we need to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Yeah, that's how he said it. <laughs> oh, did he? That's how he said it. Right, right yes. out of the gate. Awesome. I, yeah, yeah, I raised my hand in, 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 you know, mimicking what he did, but that's not what he did. Yeah, got it. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> It was it was it was great. Yeah, it I was. always say keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and I think that that's what it was. It was like, and there are times that you do need to just take the silence and yep. listen, yep. and then there's sometimes you need to do the labor. Yeah, and I think that the festival had a, both of those in yes, certain ways, did. which was really cool. And I didn't know how that was going to play out. Right. Um. But at the end of the day, to really see the change that we all want in society, we all have to be there. Yeah. Right. And we all right. have to do work, and some of that work is on ourselves. Some of that is, you know, healing ourselves, exactly. and some of that is um, healing for each other. Yes. Right? So. Right. Yeah, so it was it was phenomenal. The the uh, 
European, the folks of European descent that did come and listen. And that's what I heard from a number of people. Mm -hmm. And then also going back to their communities and saying, hey, look, we've been messing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's a, that, and that is a tough question amongst uh, you know amongst people moving coming back to white communities to have that conversation. That's you know um, mostly because people you know it's not even that they get frustrated; they don't even really want to listen. Right. You know. Um, uh, hold on. Wait. Wait. This was a perfect opportunity oh, to right. actually ask this question. Okay. Because I yeah. Um, I wanted to ask Siobhan that what is a ritual experience that has helped you to heal? Mm, um, interestingly enough, um, <laughs> this is going to sound generic, um, but the outdoors, that's why I do this. Um, so um, you all maybe have heard this, but um, in 2017 to 2018, I lost 12 family members. And in that time, my healing practice was getting outside to being in nature, usually by myself, which is what I like to do by myself is be in nature and just like breathe in the air and be able to process and talk and, you know, write or whatever I need to do in that moment. And it was this is going to sound weird, but it was death number eight. My cousin Sharon, who we call plump. Um, that was the moment that I decided. I was doing refuge in 2018. She wow. passed away in December of 17. And that was that was that was it. I was like, I'm creating this because I one, I need it. <laughs> I need that place of refuge. That's why I named it around that too. Um, because for me, it's part of my spiritual and healing practice to be outside. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's it. That is amazing. That is amazing. I mean, I feel I, f I think we all feel the same way too, you know, is, is being able to, it's like going out and sitting with your mother, mm. right? It's like just being out there and feeling the energy from everything, every creature, every critter, every, every breeze. It's like, it's, you know, I mean, I, I feel like if I feel that way and I'm just feeling down or life has just gotten to me and I go outside and I have to be by myself mm -hmm. or with my trusty steed, my dog. And we go, <laughs> you know, we go out and I usually go out to um, paradise. Mm -hmm. And when I'm hiking through the woods and I can feel that breeze in my hair, I feel like, oh, it's my mom mm -hmm. stroking my hair. I know. I That's the kind of crazy thoughts that I have. And no, I, that's I would, not crazy at all. <laughs> and I would like walk by this really old tree and feel like that's my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and it's like, Knowing that my tribe is still with me, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. what I. That's why when I I said it's like going to the festival was like fairies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In I the mean, forest, dancing and singing and having a good time. Yeah. I mean, there, like you said, there was just certain this energy, and mm -hmm. that's what I get from the outdoors. And I'm a yeah. I'm a definitely a tree hugger. I'll go. And oh I'll, yeah. I'll go hug a tree yeah. in no time. Or like I saw a tree falling the other day, and I was just like, thank you. I'm sorry, you're no longer oh. with us, but thank you. Um, yeah. So you, yeah, like you all of that. This because I mean, you know, for your own healing and by. By starting something like this, by doing this, by opening this, creating a space, I think it also um, gave space for other people to heal as well, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and can you imagine when we heal as a community? Hmm. Could be right. Power. 
There's right? so much power. In Huge. That. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that healing, I think, takes place um, on multiple dimensions and multiple dynamics. It's people mm-hmm. healing themselves. It's people reaching out and creating space to help others heal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's doing it together. It's group therapy. It's yeah. Yeah, I would say that refuge was almost group therapy, even though I didn't get to sit in on stuff, just being around people and the energy that they were giving and the small conversations Mm -hmm. I had with folks in passing. It was definitely group therapy and there were hugs. Mm. I'm not a hugger. No. I'm not a hugger or a high fiver. (laughs) Are you a handshaker? Well, shake the heck out of your hand. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) Um, But in, in that space, I got more comfortable with that. With it was like, oh yeah, I was giving out hu- I was giving out hugs and that. limited high fives. Some of my friends they still were trying to test me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're pushing it now. Um, but it was like group therapy because, and you know, like sometimes after group therapy, there is like the hugging. <laughs> you know, yes. like I'm, you know yes. what? You know, just come, come on in. Come on, come in. on in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it was good. I think I think that from your perspective as as a director, you could totally see the group therapy being on the individual group side i saw the individual therapy too mm. i saw people changing in those in those moments mm-hmm. That's awesome. yeah you know yeah. and um and then be you know also that part about holding space mm-hmm. that's what you did mm. you held a huge space yeah stressful huh uh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy um i'm doing it different this year you are um yeah just you know i will i'm pretty transparent um it took a lot out of me um just you know, it took a lot out of me oh, yeah, and um this year uh, i'm more than willing to do it again and i want to do it again and because i thought it was awesome and people have said how awesome it was um but i have to take care of myself differently um, even though I got a lot out of it, it also took a lot. Yeah. I was the mm-hmm. MC all weekend. Yeah. I don't really like talking in front of people. Oh, no. <laughs> like, at all. That was like a first and um, a last. Oh, wow. Probably. Who's going to MC for you this Me, year? I'll do it. I'll I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. She actually will. She's really good at it. Let's check. Um, but but um, for me to be that present, I'm running right. the event and then I'm speaking in front of the group every night um, a few times. Yeah. Like I got up there and spoke right. to introduce the evening, uh, the artist and to do the wrap up. So that was a, that that part singularly was just way too much for me. Um, so I'm pulling back on certain aspects. So that one also I never got to go in the tea house. Really? I, like never took a shoe off, stepped a toe into the tea house. So um That the was tea the house, coolest thing <laughs> out yeah, there. Yeah. So really quick, uh Synchronicity House was this centering um tent yeah. a canopy mm-hmm. situation that uh, was, uh this awesome group um provided tea for guests and held space, which was really awesome and beautiful. And I saw them set it up. I saw people go in there and I tiptoed around <laughs> the outside. So my goal this year is to one, take care of myself and allow that space that someone else can like MC the evening. I can do the other things that are always going on, um, but also have spaces where I can engage 
like I'd love to sit in on a session or go on a hike or just like literally sit down for five minutes to get tea. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, yes, this is a gift I'm giving people, but um, it's not beneficial if it's hurting me. Yeah. Do you have a team? I'm pulling together a team. So that's what I um, literally just started talking to people this week, um, pulling together what I'm calling a community advisory board so that people can um, do some of the lifting this year to help out and also so that I can um, be healthy in the process of doing this. Great idea. So. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. Well, that tea house was was so cool. Yeah. And um They'll be back. I think oh, nice. that you mm-hmm. I you know, um I've never been I've never been there, but um and now I'm trying to remember. What's the name of the huge festival down in the desert? <clears throat> Burning Man. Burning Man. Um you know, uh, how they create these uh, everything from exp- exhibitions to, you know, rooms to buildings and everybody's welcome everybody can come in Mm -hmm. that tea house felt like a miniature that so they actually used to take that to burning man did they really (laughs) (laughs) so that actually used to go to burning man i think they said they did the tea house at burning man for like something like 10 15 years wow um so yeah and then they do a few other small um or other um festivals in the area but it's like they're based out of Seattle and Bellingham. Really? And they were one of one of a, you know, many crews that went to Burning Man. I think it would be so cool to see more of that. That's what we that's who I, one of the people I met with this week. Nice. <laughs> so we're looking nice. um we're we're talking about how can we do that differently and zone some things out differently right, right. so that we can have more of that. Um, so yeah, yeah, no. And your bands were amazing. Yeah, those were amazing. Yeah, I had not seen any of them before. <laughs> <laughs> and they, but I, well, I saw their YouTube video oh, and things okay. like right, that, right, but right, I'd right. never seen any of them live. And it was just like the variety. I hadn't seen any from um, seven generations, the fir- the tribal family. Yeah. I yeah. hadn't seen anything. I had no clue. I just knew that they were coming. They were a perfect opener. Oh, they were yeah. a perfect opener opener they were like i got to see pieces and i've seen since seen some um clips of things from that and then everyone has told me about the coyotes singing along Mm -hmm. and people participating um i did see the last song um that they did and people participating in that and i think that it was just such a grounding experience Mm -hmm. to be like one we kicked off with the land recognition because i mean i was working to reach out to the to the tribe to say hey like y'all are y'all good with us even doing this because i'm not trying to be disrespectful on your land um even though King County thinks it's their line. Um, <laughs> well, you paid the fee, so <laughs> that's plenty oh of respect. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got the respect uh, that they, they want. Got the respect <laughs> that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so to to start with that, it was phenomenal. And then um, the, even the second day, we started with a, a artist that was really into having the group participate. So mm-hmm. it was like that healing practice to be like, now look at your partner in the face, right? Like, and your partner is someone you've never met before. <laughs> Like these, like I was like, oh, okay, that, that <laughs> we're doing this. That was we're doing insane. this. I didn't do it, but everyone had told, like people told me about it after it, and they were like, it was amazing. And I was like, okay, oh, 
okay cool awesome we picked good um and but like to hear that i could hear when i was um setting up um another space um during the the musical acts and and that was really cool and um one of our um guests was a friend's mom who's in her I don't know, maybe early, late 50s, early 60s. And she was like, Siobhan, the best thing. She was like, I'm coming back for the music. She was mm-hmm. like, I just, I like, she sat out by her tent during the day and would talk to people. But then she would like be front and center, <laughs> like right. concert. And right. she, she just absolutely loved it. She brings it, like, she's brought it up every time I've seen her. That's awesome. Like, that yeah. is awesome. So mm-hmm. the way the, um, the way the festival turned out last year, what you envisioned before you actually made it happen were, were they in sync did you did you yeah i think so and i keep hearing stories from people um about what they got out of it and also what they did afterward and those are the things that i'm like oh snap it actually hit hit <laughs> it hit it worked um i said you know it was really a test it was a pilot that was the pilot the year of like oh can i do this um i like i said my cousin passed away in december mm-hmm. i think i did a survey in january to see if this was even anything someone would be interested I, I in survey. Yeah. yeah and i wasn't i didn't get the venue until july so the fact that i did that in three months is that incredible was, crazy so the fact that it hit any goal (laughs) was was really awesome and you know there are things that i want to lean into even more and that's like the refuge part um so what's your vision well it's it's like how do we create spaces how do we create even more opportunities for people to relax play that sort of thing um we can we can have those um conversations but I also think we also need to have that like refuge, like literally mm-hmm. like take care of yourself in all ways that you can. Is it like we have a tent with massages? I don't know. We'll see. You know, like, is that an opportunity? Is there an opportunity for more yoga? Is there an opportunity for like meditation, like in the wood? You know, we had it in the tea house this year. But is it that we have a nighttime meditation under the stars? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those right. opportunities for things like that um, and just and essentially getting more folks there like more people need this um the amount of people that reached out to me and said are you doing another one before next summer (laughs) it's like okay people (laughs) no 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 um you know to to share that space with even more people that need it because you see it you see people walking around and you see us we we all hurt Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. there we all are going through traumatic situations Right. On a daily basis. Right. Um, right. And we just need some space that we can heal and, and do it as we as it's catered to us. Not right. that it's catered to the mainstream that n- neglects us. Yeah. So I just want to want to be able to create that space. I like to create my event philosophy is create the container for people to get what they need. Yeah. So. Good philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. And last weekend in September. So it starts on the Friday? The Friday the 27th. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it goes Friday, Saturday, and then you end on Sunday. And end on Sunday. Yep. Yeah. And then also another thing I'm going to figure out is how do we take care of the land? Mm-hmm. How do we take care of the land when we have, when we do have a couple hundred people on this land? Like, I don't want to harm. Yeah. So, right. 
that's something right. else I'll be focusing on. Uh, I think that's great. What did you, did you observe at any point? I did at two different occasions. Um, did you observe at any point um, um, people of European descent coming in to um, check out the festival because they knew it was happening? Um, so we, we had two people of European descent that were journalists that participated. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you all know you all connected with one of them. We did. Yep. Um, and it wasn't that it was, I think it was part learning. She wanted to learn. Um, we did have some incidents where people that utilize this park on a regular basis had questions around what we were doing and why we needed to be there. And there were some uh, sort of aggressive situations. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. So we we're shutting the park down this year for sure. Like, wow. Because if this is a safe space and even if we have just, uh, you know, your casual, I don't want to call them this. The situations that we're trying to get away from that, like, oh, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. that look no we're not gonna do that mm. um so we did have that more so than people just dropping in to see what it's about if they saw we were there and it's something they usually do they usually go to that park that's where the questions came from mm -hmm. um and it, it'll still happen but it won't it'll happen at the gate yeah and not in the park yeah i saw a gentleman um all the groups were in form right and they were across the lawn and and he he wanted to stand out he marched right into the middle of the 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 area took his phone snap 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 took 10 steps forward snap snap you know and he's not taking pictures of the of the buildings he's taking pictures of the groups right what? and uh, no this is the first that i'm hearing of that. yeah i and, and you know and so i just watched him you know i, I was I, you know and uh and then there was a couple that came through um, and they were holding hands and they, um, I think it was, it was during the, um, it was when the um, vendor fair was going. Okay. And I, I think they just utilized the park, but mm -hmm. you know, they, they just kind of did a big loop around and then another one and then get left. And I, I think they were just, you know, like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. You know, which we've done mm -hmm. it totally, right. Donald, totally. Right. Um, I think your I think your instincts because I my instincts were up, um, especially when that guy marched in, um, you know. But I was also thinking it. I mean, we're in Carnation, and Carnation's a lovely area. Yeah, it we is. have Microsoft, and you know, and yeah. all kinds of things surrounding us. And um, there was definitely a part of me that was like, "All right, how you know is this? Are there going to be incidences here?" And there were. Yeah. 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 I question, I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder, let's, let's converse about it. You know, like what if you don't um, stop it at the gate? Mm. What if you change, you know, what if you change, I don't know, uh, and ideas. What if you change the face of the person that's talking to those people who have those questions? So that's what I did. You I did. actually had a wonderful friend that was like, I'm shutting this down. And she was a, she's a white ally. Yeah. And she was mm -hmm. like, no, we're not doing this. And she was like, she'd explain what we were doing there. Um, but she takes, she's no nonsense. And so she did shut some of those down at the gate. Um, but there were a few different ways that you can get in. To yeah, the park. sure. So yeah. that was that was that. Um, but yeah, that was in because when we would do it, you right. know, <laughs> you know how that went. 
Um, but when she right. did it, and she actually she got up from the registration table and was like just walking around in the area when she saw people came coming mm-hmm. and she was like and she was super friendly about it she was super friendly and then but if you cross her she was gonna she shut gonna it down care of it yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah right so it was great and i will definitely and it's not i don't look at her as or anyone that does that as like white savior yeah. as mm-hmm. an ally mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. right yeah. ally yeah. is important word yeah. there yeah, you know Jerry. So Jerry's going to do a, an event in um, May um, called the Navahine Okamana, um, yep. the Power of Women. Yep, isn't it on the like 12th? May eleventh? Eleventh? Yeah, it's on my calendar. And it's yeah. going to be at the Hollywood um, schoolhouse. schoolhouse in Woodinville. And w- one of Jerry's first reactions when she came home, um, you know, was um, she, because she went and she looked at it. Um, and, and I was like, ooh, fancy. And we've been in and out of there, you know, like, like we, you know, we used to, we live in Bothell. So, you know, Woodenville is kind of our backyard. And um, uh, she, she came home and she said, uh, I don't know how I feel about, um, about large groups of women of color descending upon the Hollywood area of mm. Woodenville and, you know, taking breaks and going and to get coffee and mm-hmm. maybe to do some wine taste. How are they going to be received? Mm-hmm. How are they going to be treated? Mm-hmm. Right? This isn't, you know, this isn't the one-off African-American friend, you know, with Becky. Right. Um, right. You know, like. We've all been that. Right. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's something that I've thought about and it's something i've actually i had a conversation with um someone earlier this week about a situation like that where there was basically trauma induced um because they were in a very white area and Mm -hmm. the police were called on a group of pocs just for being at a bar so Mm. it's i mean it's real it happens and you know sometimes we just have to we got to prepare ourselves yeah. that this might come up and what do we do if it does? Here's, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I thought about that, but, you know, I was thinking being that it was a um, donation mm. from, you know, one of the longest running senators mm. who's of European descent. I was like, wait a minute. If we can if we can show this partnership between the two, mm-hmm. why not? She's opening space. And yeah. plus, you know, I, I spoke to my team and they're like, what? You don't think we deserve fancy? Right. And I'm like, girl, I didn't <laughs> see do. it. We I'm, do. Like, we do. I'm like, calm down. I didn't say no. They're like, that's right. We belong wherever, wherever. we want to be. Yep. That's right. And I'm yep. like. Alrighty then. So I guess we're going to be all fancy this yep. year. So they were like so excited because there's like chandeliers and everything, oh. and it's all fancy around. Yeah, wooden wooden floors and stuff like that, and we'll be served. Oh, nice. Right. Oh, yeah. We'll that's we'll, the way to go. <laughs> that's the way to go. Do you Absolutely. do you think that? Do you want to? Do you want to make a wager on how many sequins show up to this event? Sequins. <laughs> what is sequins? Sequins. Uh, it's, uh, it's like. Shiny, glittery. Oh, like sequins. sequins. Dresses. Yeah. Oh, is it like form? No, no. it's a like no. It's like in the I mean, morning. I don't mean a full sequins dress. I mean just I like mean, a little sequins a right here. Top that <laughs> That's I have worn with my hiking boots. Mm-hmm. It was a, do it. It was a drag show that the theme was summer camp, and I thought it was appropriate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so, <laughs> I got so many hugs that night. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this right. sure feels so nice. <laughs> exactly. um, well, you know, um, no, I love browning black brown brown out of space. Yes. Like, I like to show up where you say I can't or right. where I'm not. Right. And bring right. all my people right. with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're here. And we're here. <laughs> and we'll be back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I only I only say that because whenever I'm in the area and if I'm by myself, I get treated really differently than if mm. I'm walking in with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like sometimes... I can actually get caught up in wearing this cloak of whiteness because Mm. I am riding on the coattails of my husband. Mm. And I forget about that. And I navigate sometimes until I'm with my people. Mm. And I don't have that cloak. And I'm like, whoa, wait up. What just happened here? I just came here last week and I was treated differently. I'm like, oh, Mm. that's because now I'm standing here with my cousin who's african-american because he actually my cousin scott who lives in new york i took him to a restaurant around here and he was like whoa 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 wait up because can we go in there and i'm like what are you talking about he goes i'm wearing a hoodie and timberlands right (laughs) (laughs) it's not appropriate for this and i was like holy cow i'm like you know what cuz i didn't realize that Mm. because i walk in here all the time not thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, but I'm usually wearing a hoodie in Timberlands. But it, you don't count. What? You don't look. Mm. You don't look threatening. <laughs> in my Fine. hoodie in Tiblin- Timberlands. No. Yeah. No. Timberlands are threatening though. Like they're boots. <laughs> <laughs> Those are they, boots. They are heavy. I refuse. They, they are. I tried them you you once don't like them? I was like, I no. don't. Mm-mm. I, I wear like, them every day. No joke. I wear. Really? I wear Timberland work boots every day. Well, they're work I, boots. I work for. <laughs> Right, yeah. you know, like uh, yeah, no, I, you know, stare, yeah. you know, protective toe. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I mm-hmm. respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm at this point. I don't know. I just work walk around with like mm, Siobhan showing up. Yeah, I'm just. And I love someone it. said to me, they were like, "You navigated that situation really well just now," and I was like, "Cause I've been in all spaces. Mm-hmm. Like I've had mm-hmm. to be. I grew up in the suburbs in Texas. That was. I just talked to my best friend, and I was like, we didn't even have ten percent ever of African American in our school. Ever. We went to the same elementary, junior high, high school. So I'm used to any space you put me in because I've been there, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna show up like Siobhan in any of those spaces. That's great. And if you want me to be crazy. I can show you that too. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just general Siobhan. Um, no, I mean, I'm just not going to change. You know, right, like, yes, right. we code switch and we sometimes yep. talk a little different, but in, I can't change the way I look. Right. Like at the end of the day, I have had to get very comfortable in the way that I look because I'm a burn survivor and my burns can't go away. Mm-hmm. And people have asked about hiding them. No, I can't hide them. They're literally in every visible place on my body. So like I just have have to have had to learn to show up. And, and if you don't like this presence, then uh, we can talk about it. Yeah. And we can talk louder if you want. <laughs> but... It is what it is. And and I know that that happens, too, because I have a lot of white friends. I have a lot of European descent friends mm-hmm. because that's how I grew up. And I grow mm-hmm. and I, I'm most comfortable in diverse spaces. Yeah. I want everybody because we're in, we're in 
we're living next door to each other. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. I know that it happens. And then if my friends don't notice what's happening, I like to point it out to them. Right. And then I point it out to the person that just happened with. I just had a conversation and I told a insurance person, I was like, so that's a racist practice. <laughs> <laughs> and he got so nervous. I don't care. Like, I have no filter. Uh, See, I love it. I love you know it. why <laughs> people of European descent get nervous when that's a racist practice gets said, right? Like, do you know why they get nervous? Oh, because they think that I'm calling them racist. Totally, yeah. absolutely. They're like, I'm not, I, I am. Not oh, that's racist. okay because I do that too. I'm like, so <laughs> what you said was racist. Let's like, are you race? Like, no. Ask my old coworkers; they'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> what she no, said was say. racist. <laughs> It is. It's you know. I love. I love surrounding myself with, with um, powerful women. You mm. know, like like you. Mm. I think um, when other women see women who are empowered speak up, they can find the empowerment in themselves as well too. No matter no matter what. And so I am so happy that you are creating a space like this, and I'm excited for this coming year. Yeah, round two is going to be really fun. Oh, you know, a suggestion, why don't we take a short break and why don't we continue the conversation for, for, for a few more minutes? Okay. Everybody all right with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Absolutely. We're going to take a And welcome back. We're back here with Siobhan Powell. And we're talking. Who's pretty amazing. <laughs> who's pretty amazing. Quote, in quote. Um <laughs> Who, uh, um, when we're talking about the Refuge Outdoor Festival, we're also talking about who the who has had the most influence in your life, for better or for worse. That's a terrible intro to the question. <laughs> well, who, well, yeah, you you don't. I really well. blew that. You did, but you know what? We don't edit this podcast, so we're right. gonna roll with it. You ask it. <laughs> oh, <that's hilarious. laughs> no, go ahead, Siobhan. I mean, who's a who's been a big influence in your life? Um, you know, for me, my biggest influence was my grandmother. Mm -hmm. um, my mom's mom. Um, she lived with us on and off um, growing up. Um, and so, yeah, she was like the per primary for a number of years. And she was from the country. Um, she was country. Um, <laughs> that's where I get my lovely accent from. I actually sound like weirdly countryer than my family that actually is from the country and they call me out on that they're like how do you have such an accent and you grew up in the city um but she just was like really strong woman and um she she was very disciplinarian um and that was could be a struggle um because i was very strong-willed as well um so we had our moments but she you know this one thing that has always stuck with me is she always talked about when you stop learning, you stop living. And mm -hmm. so I've been on a, this like quest for knowledge and um, and that's personally, that's professionally, that's just life. Um, and so that really impacted me a lot. Um, and she passed away when I was 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. So she's been deceased longer than she was a lot than I knew yeah. her alive. Yeah. Right. But right. it was just at the time she it was just like this impact that will be forever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Caramels can have that effect. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, she also was, like I said, she was country, so she fished and stuff like that. So, and she kicked us out during the summer. Like, that's important to me. Like, I tell people I don't consider, I've never really considered myself outdoorsy. Mm -hmm. That's not the term that I've Mm -hmm. never really used (laughs) for myself. That's not. um, But I was kicked out during the summer and I was outside. Yeah. Like, all summer. Like, It was like, don't come in the house and let out my air conditioning because she was in the house. Um, so, like, we spent the time outside. I laid out outside. I, like, walked. I climbed the tree. I did. Me and my cousin did try to attempt to climb the tree to get to the second floor and jump in the window. It was not successful. It was like somebody fall out of that tree. No, You know what? We didn't injure ourselves, but we all fell out the tree. <laughs> so, right. Right. Um, right. so, you know, there, there's that. And, um, yeah, she just and she was just a straight she was um, she was a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Like and I think that I get a lot of my boldness and the way that I talk from her because mm-hmm. there was this, you know, I come from an African-American family. We have drug addiction in our family. And she just said, you know, she loved her kids that were dealing with that. But they needed to come to terms with that and get their lives together. She couldn't do for them what they couldn't do for themselves. So, you know, I just, there was, there's so much admiration for me on things like that with her. And I know that I'm very much like her and I cook and take care of people and things like that. I took over the role of making my uncle um, sweet tea and pecan pies when she passed away. Um, And he passed away last year, but uh, for s- the last 17 years, I've been making him pies almost every time I go home. That so. sounds uh, amazing. Right. Yeah. Next time you come over. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I, I got thank you. you. Now, now, I will say you will probably have some sugar diabetes issues <laughs> after because I would just dump the sugar in the sweet tea. Like I never oh, measured anything. I'm, I'm sorry. Anything. I'm not talking oh, about you want the some sweet tea. Pie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Got you. That is also 90% sugar. It's a pecan pie. <laughs> like it's, like, it's like crystallized sugar. Yeah. Yep. I love yep. it. And I still, so um, she was the cook in the family and um, she did Thanksgiving. Um, I have all sorts of thoughts about Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really <laughs> celebrate it. I have an infamous text message that I can't really say what I say. On this you can't call. say it at all. Because you can say any Mm-mm. words, and like any of the bad no. words, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. like you can say the no. F word. No, it's not. It, there are no curse words in this oh. message, but it is a very strongly worded message to a few of my family members that um, or family members and friends of, you know, even European descent get this sometimes. Um, but it's, you know, basically about the pilgrims. Right. Let's just right. say. Yeah. And, and that. But my grandmother was the cook in the family for Thanksgiving or one of the amazing cooks in our family. And so since she's passed away, I don't go home for Thanksgiving anymore. And I have my own tradition where I make breakfast food, a pecan pie, uh, get a bottle of champagne and orange juice and drink the whole bottle and eat breakfast food all day while watching Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> so it's it's a fabulous tradition that I've been doing for probably eight or nine years now. And um, I realized this year that I only drink the champagne and watch the movies 
to yell at the movies because they're all so predictable and dumb. Well, it's you've also really, seen them 40 times. Exactly. Like, it's the same theme. It's the same thing. Like, they just change the actors and yep. names. Right, right, And I'm like, it's right. the same exact story. Yep. So, yeah. like, three glasses in, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> You're so, going to shoot your eye out. <laughs> So it's a it's a great yeah, great tradition and I love it. That is that is awesome. I was going to ask um, you you actually started to do the uh, Refuge Outdoor Festival after your cousin passed away, mm-hmm. Sharon. Mm-hmm. What was she like? You know, uh, I actually wasn't super close to her. It was it's interesting. I actually so um, like I said, we were raised in the burbs, and one day I saw this this group of black kids walking in the neighborhood and I was like, Oh God, who are these folks? And so they came to the door of my parents' house and asked for Ray boy. And I said, uh, sorry, no one by that name lives here and closed the door. And I walked back into the living room and my dad said, who is that? I said, I don't know. Some kids asking for Ray boy. And he was like, Siobhan, that's what my family calls me. I said, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You should probably go talk to them then. Um, so come to find out these kids had moved into the neighborhood and there were nine of them. And it was my dad's first cousin, Sharon. Wow. And so um, they moved into the neighborhood when we were in junior high. And so there was one in my grade, one in my brother's grade, and then one the year under my sister. Um, And so we were all like close. And we in my sister's senior year, she rode. She drove my parents old minivan so that we could all ride to school together. So we were close, like, you know, it was great yeah. to have cousins yeah. that close. They literally lived two blocks from me, and that was their mom. Yeah. And oh. so, like, I would see her a lot, and we would interact, and but I was close to her kids. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. Kind of grew so, up with them. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. So that was that's who she was, and she was just, you know, trying to take care of her kids and, and live out in the burbs, and they were from the city, and so they moved out there, and we had a lot of issues with that because... I would go to the, I would pass, like someone would pass by me and like, Siobhan, BK is in the principal's office. And I'm like, I'd go by and see, I'm like, BK, what did you do? He's like, I didn't do anything. But we went to a predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. So the eyes were always on mm-hmm. us. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were really tight. We were all really tight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 That's awesome. I mean, the only reason I ask is because I was listening to, the story of your grandmother and just watching how you were um, reliving those memories of her and seeing what you've done with the festival and what you've created, I can see all of the characteristics and elements of your ancestors Mm -hmm. in making it happen. So it's like they're there with you. Oh, for sure. For sure. I come from a very loud, big family. Um, They're like, you go, Siobhan. Exactly. And I know that they, you know, they're, I'm sure there are things they don't agree with about my lifestyle. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Just because we all have that in our family. Yep, Um, yep. But I know that they would be, like, so proud of whatever I'm doing. Oh, absolutely. This, um, I was supposed to be dead at nine months old, or sorry, five months old. The doctors called my family in to say, like, goodbye. Is that um, when you were burned? Yeah, that was when I was burned. Um, and so 
pretty much anything that I do is amazing because I wasn't supposed these are all bonus years Mm -hmm. that's what I say these are bonus years and so I can just do as much as I can and I know that they would be proud of me yeah that is such that is an attitude that I that I need to adopt yeah I mean it's like to to look at the the adversity you know or what we would or most of people would look at as adversity you looked at as triumph it took me a long time to get there. Oh, I bet. Let me just say that. It took a long time to get How'd there. How'd you do it? Um, you know, I'm a person of faith. I, I said, um, you know, I was, I've dealt with a lot of depression and PTSD, which I'm just starting to accept, even though I've been diagnosed multiple times with it. <laughs> this is the first year that I'm really accepting that diagnosis. And it was after the festival that made me accept that wow um yeah when i say the festival gave and also took a lot it also made me realize like mental health i gotta like i've always had issues Mm -hmm. um and i was suicidal like from age five yeah like legit it was gonna end and if i had not found my relationship um with god i would not be here and between that and just this desire to learn and grow um that's that's it like i just have to be every day i have to strive to be a better version of me because i I believe i only have this one chance and life is short i've lost a lot of family it's the 12 is one (laughs) that was one year we've lost eight people in a year like we we have a when i say i have a big family (laughs) i have a very large family my mom my grandmother was like one of 14. wow um and her and i know her like great like her aunts like that's how big our family like my mom was just like i just talked to your aunt d and that's like my great yeah like great maybe great great aunt actually yeah my aunt d is my great great aunt so Um, in your family there's hundreds of you (laughs) oh yeah yeah for sure you think you think you're bouncing up against a thousand like if you got together at a family reunion, how big would that be? So if we got together at a family reunion, just on my mom's side, we had our family reunion last year, which was great because on my mom's side, on her mom's mom, my mom's mom's side, that we lost eight of those folks last year. Wow. So it was a big, it was a lot for that one family. And we do our family reunion every two years. Um and there were about 115. Wow. And that wasn't even all the usual suspects. Mm. And we lost eight people. Wow. Right. Like, right. so we got a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know I have at least 35, at least 35 first cousins. Wow. <laughs> at least. If it, you know, with both She of comes parents. real close. Do you? But not that close. Or, yeah. you know, like, I don't think you have 35. First cousins? Yeah. No, I think I have, like. 22. Yeah, you're in the 20s. Yeah, 22. With both sides of your family? Oh, no, that's just my Ebola Rosa side. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean both sides of my family. Oh, you so mean my both dad sides. and my mom. Like, it's at least 35. I don't know the exact wow. number if I add them up. Yeah. I have yeah. um 10. <laughs> For both sides? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. <laughs> that is Maybe real. 11. Maybe yeah. 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I hit like, the double digits. Dig- congrats. Yeah, thank so you. So let's pause there. I'm going to tell you congrats. <laughs> yeah, I'm counting the dead um, ones. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. Um, luckily, all my first cousins, they're, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's, mm, let me not quote, don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of us. There's a lot. 
Um, and it's so it's it's a family. It's a mm-hmm. it's a fun time when we get together, and it can be a crazy time when yeah. we get yeah. together. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it it's important. And even though I live this far away, I like I went back eight times last year. Um, for the the funerals and things like that, but and the crazy thing is, like, I literally saw everyone. Yeah, like it wasn't that I hadn't seen a person in a while. Actually, Sharon might have been the one person I hadn't seen in a while, but I was just like literally. I was her daughter was supposed to come to my birthday party like the week or two before she passed away. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not that she was a distant memory or anything. I saw her on Facebook and everything. Um, and three people that came to my family reunion, uh, my birthday party that year, passed away within a few months. Wow! So, wow, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's it was a, a crazy. It was a crazy time. Yeah. So you, you know, you. And then I. And this was festival. last year. So yeah, yeah. And so you we, did the festival. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did a lot in the last two years. Yes, but, you have. Because um, I actually. Um, I'm pretty transparent about this. I cut off half of my boobs. <laughs> so I had a breast reduction. One of my closest friends passed away. I left REI. I My uncle died three weeks after REI. I decided to start a festival, had a festival, went into depression. And now I'm good. No, <laughs> it's not now I'm good, but now I'm accepting that that's what it was. Yeah. Like that was yeah. a lot to go yeah. through well, to get to this. Yeah. You know, here's here's the thing is that, uh, you know, just <laughs> everything that you went through. So I was talking to another friend of mine and uh, she's a she's a Latina. And I told her, I said, when my friends of indigenous descent call me up and they're like, girl, I need to talk to you. I'm having some problems. Mm. I know that it's like big mm. stuff, mm-hmm. big stuff that they went through. And then it's like if I talk to, and, and, and I'm not trying to like diss on anybody, but when my friends of European descent call and they're like, girl, I got some drama. It's like, my boyfriend cheated on me. And I'm like, seriously? Mm-hmm. That's your drama? <laughs> Do you know what my sister just went through? Right. And you're telling me this is drama. Right. And I feel that we have, um, we have this sense, we have this resilience about us, naturally resilience about us that... Um, that we take on a lot. Yeah. We can take on a lot. Because we've had to. We had to. We've had to. <laughs> yes. Like, I I grew up in the burbs. I took on a lot since, like, the beginning of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, and I saw my parents take on a lot. Like, I can, yeah. I, look, I can look back now and be like, God, mm-hmm. holy. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, and, and not to negate the person that's been cheated on, because that's heavy. Yes, but yes, yes. We just be like, okay, yep, that happened. Right. <laughs> it's real heartbreaking, but I also have all these other things I have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just used to it. I saw my parents go through it, you know? Yeah. Like, I saw yeah. them. My mom is, like, the caregiver. My three grandmothers, because we had, both my grandparents were divorced. Um, my three grandmothers all passed away within like three years. Wow. Two of them lived with us and died of cancer. My mom was the caregiver. She wow. had a job. That's she had a full she had a full time job. Yeah. And she was the caregiver for two people. Two people. Yeah, Not at the same time. Same time. Same time. Grandmother living in the living room, the other in the dining room, and there were like five of us upstairs. Wow. And my cousin lived with us. 
but because her her dad was in prison right right and and but that's that that is that's what ohana is that is what family is that is what being tribal is all about and you know it's like that's why for me it kind of like blows my mind because it's the same way with my family as well too is that we're going to care for one another and when our elders get sick and old we're not going to go ahead and put them away and mm-hmm. have somebody else take care of them. Mm-hmm. I threaten are, my parents with that, but they know it's not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? And you know what I mean? It's because they took care of us. Absolutely. And the reciprocity in that relationship is sacred. Mm-hmm. It's really sacred. And it blows me away that when I do see um, these homes for people that family's too busy to take care mm-hmm. of them, so they put them in a home. Yeah. I think that's almost like a death sentence. I mean, at least for me. Sometimes I think it is, especially if you're used to that family connection. Right. I think it definitely is. And I think it's interesting because I in this moment I'm just also realizing, like you said, you're used to the POCs or the women of color saying like these big mm-hmm. grand issues. Mm-hmm. I just realized like I was so used to like our situation because I saw it with my friends. Mm. Like they had cousins or aunts and uncles live with them too. Like, yeah. I just thought that that was a normal, normal. thing. Normal. was normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have a cousin? Right. <laughs> you don't have anyone living with you? Did they just move out? <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on? Like, I had six months as a child. Um, six months um, of my own room. Of your own room as a child? <laughs> Before the age of 18. What did you think of it? I was like, what's going on? Am I, okay. <laughs> I also painted the room this bright yellow. Oh. That was 20 years ago. My mom still has it the bright yellow. And I was like, you should probably change that. <laughs> but, but it's like, like it's known to be the yellow room now because I was like, oh God, I have this space by myself for yeah. like two seconds. But um, because we had up to nine people in a three bedroom house. Yeah. Like that was normal. Yeah. Right. Like, because we were right. used to dealing with stuff like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. why it's like, you know, going out into the forest with everybody else, it was like being with my cousins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was something that was just so normal. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. We're not supposed to be in a place where you have all your individual sections and mm-hmm. all of that. And it's like, don't cross my section. And, right. and I'm not going to talk to you or you keep your dog on your side or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. your smoke is coming into my camp. Right. <laughs> we have. It's like it's not supposed to be that no, way. It's community. It, yeah, is. It's community. it is about yeah. community. So that's pretty much how I, you know, I mean, I felt I felt that community in in the forest mm-hmm. it was yeah. it was amazing i've been talking it up all year long awesome like right. seriously yeah. i've been talking it up and i'm i'm Keep excited i think this is the first time that i'm looking at the calendar and i'm like ooh, all right we've got something already planned for next year mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. so i'm nice. glad you're keeping it at the same place yeah, yeah. it'll be great the um uh I, I can empathize with a statement you made earlier when you said um, when you described your year and you know you had you traveled you had eight fun- funerals that you went to you you did plan the funeral or the the festival you did the festival then you traveled afterwards mm-hmm. and um, and you came back and you said you went through a depression mm-hmm. um, um, do you think sometimes those depressions I find are are oftentimes deep processing 
like yeah. just going it, through stuff it was some of it and i think it was like i had done so much in a year and a half or mm -hmm. been through so much but i just like kept pushing i mean let's say the you know how it is <laughs> putting on an event and a putting on an event with like 20 sponsors and 150 people like that's a lot of work yeah and i didn't give myself time to grieve Mm -hmm. when i needed to and that was like one grieve my body because my body has changed so much grieve for my friend yeah grieve for my family yeah and also then there's this thing of being present um that really triggers me and being in front of people is very triggering for me and i'm working through that and yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what that was and for me um even when i was on that trip um I was in a state of depression too. Sure. Like there was some depression there and there were some things that came up on that trip that when I came back, I was like, oh, okay, you, okay, you should probably get out of the bed, but you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was, yeah, I was processing it, but I wasn't processing it in a way that was helpful. Right. And it took me a while to get to a point that I started processing it in a way that was helpful. And getting back outside was a part getting, of that. Getting back outside. And I knew it. Mm -hmm. And I knew that, and I couldn't bring myself to it. Yeah, like, isn't it funny how that works? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I went outside, mm -hmm. and I won't say it cured me overnight, but I started to get clarity. You definitely have those moments, you know, when you when you because that's me too. I, I completely empathize with that statement, and uh, you have those moments when you're out there, and um, after you. Just months, maybe, that you just could not get yourself to get up, put the shoes on, go outside, and um, and you have those moments. You're like, "What was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yep. What? Mm -hmm. What was I mm -hmm. doing? Yep. You know. Yep. yep. One like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like it's it's like the most bizarre thing. Like I'm like, Siobhan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, get your life together. The shun um. sun shining on your face, you know. Yeah, and you're like, uh, it's what? sunlight. I know. <laughs> fresh it, air. Fresh air. Like A it, tree. It was, it, yeah, yeah, all of those things. Yeah. All of them. And luckily, I also have friends that know that that's what I need. Mm. And so they were trying to get me to get there. Um, and I got there eventually yeah. with some of them, but also alone, you know. Um, they got me there and then they left me <laughs> like, right. you know that sort of thing yeah. like they were like we're gonna go do this and I said cool I'm gonna be up here yeah. <laughs> like, so you know like that that really started getting me to a place but it also I had to get to a place of like really getting clear on like the truth of my situation I've sure. dealt with depression I've dealt with PTSD for a long time right but I've denied it mm-hmm what are what are the things that you do um, when you're not planning the festival? So um, I I do corporate events still. So I go on site for corporate events. That's what took me to Argentina. Mm. Um, so they actually paid for my trip down there. <laughs> I just stayed for like three more weeks. That's excellent. <laughs> so um, now I go on site and do corporate events, but also my like Golden Bricks is my business. Um, and so my business is really around like, how do we change the face of the outdoors? How do we have these conversations about DEI and the outdoors through events? So I'm actually working with like Washington State Parks Foundation and some other organizations to help like create or grow their events to be more diverse. Um, so that's what I do. Like this is real life for me. Like 
it's that important for me to be around the outdoors and right, be right. in that industry, it, outdoors conservation, that sort of thing, because I think they're married. Um, I think that if we get more people outside, maybe we can trick them into loving the earth more. Um, <laughs> it does, it's not even a trick. It, yeah. It's not a trick. You know, exactly. It's just a connection. It's a connection. Right? And it's like plugging in, you know, like plugging something in. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Yep. Or unplugging. Yeah, or, um, unplugging okay. something yeah. to allow something mm-hmm. else to get yeah. moved yeah. into that. Have spot. you been in touch with a DNR? DNR, a Department of Natural Resources. I haven't. I probably should do something around. You that. know what? I got a contact for you. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, let's make this I happen. Know. I yeah. will. I will make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm passionate about events, and I'm passionate about um, like social entrepreneurship. Yes. So like. Because I think that we can do things in entrepreneurial things in a way that's less harmful. Right. And that also takes care of people and places and situations. Um, So I'm really trying to figure out how can Golden Bricks do that um, in the best way. And the refuge was one of those things. And it was like this proof point that... One, let me actually show you that we're here. Right. <laughs> so and, there's and there's more to there's more to Siobhan than just the refuge outdoor festival. A little bit. I got a lot. Yeah. 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 So some some of the other things you're doing is just trying to create space for mm-hmm. DEI work. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's important. I gotta change a lot of stuff in this yeah. in our society. So and I just do it from the, the events lens. Um because I think that events can change the world. Mm-hmm. We've seen events change the world. And because they can change people. Because they can change people. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, all right, so um, I'd like to spitball um, some ideas for next year's festival. Okay. I just want to throw some Hit stuff it. on the table. Hit 2020. Uh, when I say spitball, I don't want just or me. 2019. Uh, 2019. Okay, oh, so you're like this this Ooh. year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to throw down some okay. some things. And it's best that it's recorded because I forget a lot. You can so listen to I it a little bit. And then I could say, do you remember when you had that crazy idea? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be on, uh, well, it is on iTunes now. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yes, that's thank awesome. You. Yeah. So, spitballing. Um, I think that, that there should be a big firing somewhere. Okay. okay. Yeah, big Keep firing. Going. Keep going. Okay. I think that there should be um, fireside storytelling. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. I think that... Um, all right, this one, this one's very typical, you know, white boy, but a drum circle. Um, that would be cool. A drum, a drum circle. Drum circle. I'm always suspects of subs, suspect. Mm-hmm. Of you should drum be. Circles. I would like, absolutely be okay. suspect of drum Just, circles. I've been to some real bad <laughs> drum circles. But drums are so great. Mm, yeah, I respect. I, I took percussion class in Argentina. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I don't have rhythm. That's another <laughs> thing about Siobhan. I don't really have good rhythm. Um, and my teacher just made me clap for an hour because I was so bad. He was like, you know what? Mm-mm. You, you don't did, touch that. Don't touch like, <laughs> I just need you to clap. Just keep, keep the beat. I, didn't, I, I wasn't super successful with that. Oh. So I love percussion. Yeah. I just can't do it. No? It's, is that I, what you mean by bad experience with drum circles? No. Like you're no no no. no. Okay, what do we I've mean? I've seen some drum circles in Portland. Yeah. Oh wow, uh, that's Portland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So go on. Sorry, Portland. Um. Yeah. Like just like this. 
I don't consider myself a hippie, even though like a lot of people probably consider myself a little bit of a hippie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the the European descent hippie that right. I, I like try to disassociate with. And that. I've seen some European descent drum circles that were really appropriating things mm-hmm. in a way that I was really uncomfortable. Yes. Um, and that's why I'm suspect of drum circles. Yeah, you should be suspect of drum circles. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean when I say you should be suspect. Yeah. And a circle around a fire where there's just all these weird drums and you can just kind of sit down and start hitting the drum. Mm. That's really fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do go to folk life. <laughs> so I've yeah. been there. And yeah. those are some interesting drum circles sometimes, too. Yeah, I'm sure. So, um, maybe, maybe drums just bring out, bring something out well, in people. Here's yeah. the thing, right, is that imagine, imagine having, um, you know, whatever whatever drum that you like and you know i have a hawaiian drum and there's someone Mm, else that has mm -hmm. a japanese drum that would be i okay so here's the crazy idea that i had last year which you're hitting on ideas that i like i need an idea board to just keep (laughs) them all going they're kind of all over the place but i was like so for people of color and for people in general food is so important Mm -hmm. and i thought of like how beautiful would it be if we had this like long table of people having this communal dinner but you're welcome to it by all these different types of drums like folks like japanese drum like how like Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we all all cultures have their own drumming situation absolutely and so how beautiful would it be if we were welcome to this communal dinner that's like all these different types of foods with drums on both sides of like Hey, come to an this awesome space. idea yeah, so exactly. that was my one of my original ideas last year for the festival yes, but yes. um as you all remember i decided not to do the food aspect yeah <laughs> right right so right, right, right. um not saying that it won't come back but yeah no i mean i love i actually do really appreciate drumming i'm just the drum circle is <laughs> Right. Without, yeah, I mean, we can do it without appropriating, right? Yeah. 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 Bringing our yeah. Own, and that's what I was like. It's so everybody beautiful. Bring your culture, you know. Bring like, your culture exactly. strong. Exactly. exactly. Yes. And imagine so. what that would look like. Well, imagine the amount of ancestors that will descend upon that space mm. with all of those different mm-hmm. drums. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's right? awesome. And then it's like, this is where the bring your healing ancestor, begins. Bring your drum. Mm-hmm. This is where the healing begins. Yeah. Is that we've mm-hmm. got to heal ourselves, so that way we can go ahead and heal whatever is whatever causing trauma. Yep. So that way there is not any more trauma going ahead, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm. it's being able to do that, and it's like I can just see it. Mm-hmm. I can just see my ancestors drum it, and they're like, "Whoa, brother, what what beat is that? You know, let's mm-hmm. play that, and what let's play that." that. Yep. <laughs> she does this all the time, you know. Like, it, you'll totally come up with a cool idea, and then she'll like next level the thing. <laughs> Just like That's wow. Awesome. And sometimes she'll move real fast, right? You know, and be like, okay, yeah, I'm on that level. Ancestors, I'm there. I get it. And then she'll next level you again, and you'll you're be like, like Hold on. oh shit. <laughs> all right, okay, that's cool. Invoking the 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 mana, invoking the DNA. You just you like went there, and then she'll next level you again, and she'll be like, you know how you're always talking about spirals and the DNA? It's like, oh shit, you know. That's she awesome. does with it. You know, that is awesome. That's awesome. I like it. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah, I think she should do like a, a campfire chat because people will walk out of there just like crying, and, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. like is like. It, is it-
is it just me or is it the camping trips that I go on because there's always tears? <laughs> Are they good tears? Like they're good tears. Okay. Yeah, like there's yeah. happy tears, there's processing tears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I will yes. be like super um so when I moved here, I said I've never really been camping camping. Which is interesting because I went to a burn camp. Mm. We had to have cabins because we had, you know, disabilities of all, you know, mm-hmm, sorts. Mm-hmm. So I had never actually, um, other than one, like one time, um, gone camping in a tent. Mm. And so two of my friends um, said, we'll take you. And so we started going camping and it was two, two um, POC friends. Um, and we're, I guess this will be our ninth summer camping. Awesome. Um there's legit one person of European descent that comes, him and his girlfriend typically, um, and everyone else is PLCs. Awesome. Wow. So we have a lot of processing, and it's not even that it's heavy. It's just like we're ha- we're around that campfire, we're mm-hmm. having a conversation. Life mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. Like we just talk. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like for me, that's what I wanted refuge to be. Yeah. You know, like those yeah. moments that because I know not everyone has that circle. It's like 25 of us. Yeah. Right. They go on that trip. Not everybody has that to to take outside. Right. So how do you blow that up? Yeah. So it's like depressurizing. Every I, year. I think it's that way. For it's, it's trauma there, too. Because sure. our one yeah. white guy does have to go take talk to the ranger because they come by every year. No fail. Yeah. No mm-hmm. fail. Come by to just check it out. I'm just like the, I'm like just the sun's down. It like, it's just firelight. Yeah. They kind of wander in, and all of a sudden they're illuminated by the fire. You didn't know they were there. Well, okay, so the hilarious <laughs> thing is, last summer we had a fire. Okay, I will say that we weren't supposed to have a fire, even though everyone in the state had lifted the bans. This one site, it or this one thing hadn't lifted it but we saw a bunch of people around with fire so we were like oh okay so the rangers must be okay with it so we we did a fire and so all of us were sitting by the fire and our one white guy was sitting standing by the table with a guy that's actually um biracial that's white and and, and api and she legit bypassed all of us at the campfire the ranger did the ranger did and wouldn't talk to the two white looking folk mm-hmm. to tell us to to put out the campfire yeah <laughs> and we were like so you just walked all the way by all the, and we saw her and we were like but why is she going over to this person that's because if white people don't have to tell people of color um something that's going to disappoint <laughs> them they won't and what an awesome opportunity there's a white guy right over there mm-hmm. excuse me yeah. beg your pardon excuse me <laughs> lovely fire <laughs> hey um <laughs> I'm going to have to write you guys a ticket. <laughs> I don't want to write you guys a ticket if you don't put the fire out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were like, and so they were like, hey, she's saying we have to put out the fire. And we were like, oh, cool. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, it was Everybody like, stay calm. <laughs> and we were like, oh, it's okay, ma'am. Like, and we were like, maybe some of the other campers that she had to go to were more aggressive or something like right, that. But right. like, so I'm not trying to say that she is a racist, but. Right, she she. Had I'm just saying, she just went to the white people instead of talking to all the people of color. It because seems problematic. because yeah. it's like it's um for some reason we're we're uh, we're threatening looking we're we're uh, fearful. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, can I tell you the number of times I've been called aggressive or 
like in a work situation <laughs> called a badass and I was like so I'm the only person of color here <laughs> and the fact that you just called me that like gave me a card and that, that said, had the that said badass really and mm-hmm. executives all signed it did they and I was like this is this is not cool like this is uh, how come like, you guys I'm, couldn't just say happy yeah. fucking birthday exactly. <laughs> well actually it was like congratulating me on an event or something oh. and it, it was it was so it was nice but my coworker that also did the same event did not get the badass card oh like uh, if yeah. if one of us gets badass we both did this she got a nice event. job exactly. right right <laughs> and right. It, it was written all inside too so it not only was printed on the outside they all mentioned badass in their comments did they this card is so true you really are a badass <laughs> i was just like uh, senior uh-huh. vice president of human resources <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> of course i often teach equity and inclusion classes so <laughs> yeah. let me just sign this <laughs> yeah of course yeah. it was it was the whole, it was it was i'm not gonna lie it was the hr department yeah yeah that yeah. gives me a they're different nice outlook folks. right they're, they're, like, nice they're, they're good people no, I, and i'm still friends they're, with they're them. good folks yeah. they're good yeah. folks yeah. but they didn't even recognize right. that that was you know problematic okay. i i right. think that i think that um i think it's important to know that white people have only started doing this work collectively for like six eight weeks <laughs> so you know cut them a little bit of slack yeah, that was my bad you know what you are correct and that we're was my working bad. on it i, I hear you i hear you <laughs> Oh, that is that is hilarious. That just gave me a different idea, though, or a different perspective of being called a badass because I'm called a, a badass all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you just it just blew my mind when you're like, well, this is the way they look at me. And I'm like thinking, holy shit. Badass is actually synonymous to the words bold colored girl. <laughs> They're literally the same thing. <laughs> you are very bold. I don't feel comfortable saying the rest of it out loud, but I'm thinking it. It's very, very bold. Shoot, maybe that's why nobody wants to hire me. <laughs> that, that's what I've been telling you. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> they're they're yeah. not going to hire you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that comment about that interview the other day that you yes did, i was like this is real and i appreciate it yeah like let's talk yes. about it right now right the decolonization yeah. mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and Jer- jeremy so when i told jeremy that i asked him about you know uh, well if if you want to like decolonize let's go ahead and start with the interview he was like oh no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you did not i i keep i, mean, that I keep like telling her i would do on an interview oh. like i like you are going to be I a did. business owner. <laughs> Honestly. I have to be. Yeah. And so be. is she. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> For the rest of your life. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. Uh, you know, I keep telling her, I'm like, I'm like, babe, nobody's going to hire you unless you crawl in that box. <laughs> and we could use an extra income. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. They're not, you um, know? Yeah. It's a box. Know, sometimes they do. Like, I'm so super still surprised that um rei hired me when they did yeah and it was in in all honesty it was one woman that was it? yeah it was one woman that saw something i think in me because i was like hey so um i've been laid off before so i don't <laughs> mind quitting the job so if it don't work out i'll just quit don't even worry about it <laughs> like <laughs> 
<laughs> I said this in the interview. <laughs> you got the job. What was the position? Event planner. Oh. I was event planner. I, I was could, a senior event I, planner by the time I left. And I was oh, going to speak man. with the, the, she was like, you're going to be interfacing with the CEO. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So if this don't work out, I'm good. Like, if I don't like it, I'm I'll good quit. without having a job. So you don't. <laughs> Just you, you'll have to take me. Basically, you'll have to take me. Out. Right. This is who I am. And and that's she was one of the people that signed the badass card. I will say. Of course she was. But, but she, she been, legit has a reason to call you a badass. Yeah, she's yeah, like, you should have like, heard the shit she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, None of you would have hired her. Oh no, no. Okay. So then other people did tell me that they wouldn't have hired me if they were there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cool. You weren't, and I'm here now. <laughs> So let's deal with it. Come on. What else you got? Let's do this. And when it was time, time, I I was like, I love our, like, I have a love-hate relationship with every previous employer. I think we all do. Yeah. Just, you know, let's be real. Yeah. But I left when it was time for me to leave, and there was no hard feelings. I just ran into a bunch of the executives um, two nights ago. Yeah. At an event, and it was nothing but love. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Hugs mm-hmm. and the ones that I don't hug, that's because we have a joke about it. <laughs> like, right. You want a hug? Yeah. No. Right. I don't want one either. Right. So, <laughs> and, that's, and that's my relation because I have no filter. Yeah. Like, I can't. Like, yeah. life is too short for me, for everybody. I can't have the filter that people tell us we have to have. Yes. And so, I'm outside the box. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to, like you said, I'm probably going to have to stay outside the box. Right. And, um, and right. that would be... I want to be outside of the box. Mm-hmm. I really do. I want to be outside of the box. No, but the box likes you. <laughs> the box likes me until it wants to dump me into another box. Like, okay, we've had enough. <laughs> yeah, Go okay. into this box. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've had right. that happen too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah. 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 I don't want to be in the box. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, it's like, um, we, it, you know, like what Siobhan was saying is, is that the way that we navigate and how how we actually are given these titles of being a badass, that's an intersection that we've got to like deal with and learn how to navigate around. But then when, you know, I mean, it's like I like you said, I speak with my heart. Mm-hmm. I speak with my heart wherever wherever I go. I just speak from the heart. And there's people on one side that feels that I'm not enough. Then there's people on the other side that feels that I'm too much, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, shit, if either of you don't want me, then I'm just going to shine my own damn brand light, yeah. my bright light, and it's going to expose you somehow. Mm-hmm. So it's either you're going to get out of my light mm-hmm. or be part of it with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't want to, then that's fine, too. That's fine, too. Yeah. It ain't going to hurt me because right. I'm still going to be the same person. Bothers that me. I am. Bothers yeah. me sometimes. It bothers you sometimes. Yeah, it bothers me. It bothers me. Um, it bothers me to see you and the talent and the gifts that you possess being um, being shunned um, from uh, you know from large groups, right? Like we're, and that's why they're doing it. Um, you know, um, because you're either not enough on one side. Or you're too much on the other, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, you're always talking about um, the space between the notes. Yep. Um, you know, and I think 
um, yeah, I think that's where you, I think that's where your song exists. Well, you have to have that space. And I think, you know, that's the space that I think Siobhan creates mm-hmm. as well, too. Yeah. You know, that space where we can, where we can exist however we want to, and we can come the way that we, we, we don't have to put on our masks. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't have to put on a uniform. We can just show up in our entire raw, naked self. And people are like, yo, what's up? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. be able to also see the scars that we carry mm-hmm. and the trauma that we have. And to be able to sit and talk about <clears throat> all of this and in a place where we can have more healing. Because sometimes we have these scars that we probably forgot. You know, and it's like someone will be like, hey, mm. what's that scar? You mm-hmm. kind of push on it, and you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, she's. I forgot that it was there. I got so accustomed to the pain, I thought it was just part of who I was. I better go check that, yeah. right? I also and think that, that existing in that place, that space in between the notes, is uh, as event directors is where is where that magic that we were talking about, um, you know, with the Refuge Outdoor Festival and the magic you can feel, like your event yesterday when I walked into that room, there's that right like people can hear that mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. and um and um they feel it they can they feel, feel that song. the song yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i so i i i honor both of you you know like i i think um, um because i've seen the evidence of your work mm-hmm. um and uh um you got something special going with this with this festival you know axe throwing I think that we <laughs> should have an axe throwing um, booth. I'm, look. You know what? I'm going to have to shut that one down. <laughs> I feel like I can't. Drum I can't, circles and axe circles. I can't, right I, I can't get insurance for that, oh. for sure. Oh, and yeah. also, I just, I don't think that would be safe. Okay. Right. I, it right. is safe as long. And I would be happy to take at least three or four minutes to train every person as they step up. <laughs> Got it. This is the blade. Yeah. That's where you're throwing it. Yeah. So I did I mention my hand to eye coordination is really bad? You should not you should not participate <laughs> so, in that event. Yeah. And so, they'll we'll have a sign, okay. insurance, <laughs> that will say if your hand eye coordination sucks, yeah. Yeah, 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 don't yeah. do this. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. You know, hit me with some other ideas. Okay. <laughs> Give me another one. Okay. Um, we're gonna table that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. You know what? We're I'm not gonna. Parking lot. I'm not gonna table that one. I'm, just, I'm gonna throw that in the trash. Oh. I'm pretty direct. Like, okay. I'm, I have to. I All right. Have That's to good. Throw I, got that one in the trash. I got others. I got others. I believe you do. I believe oh, you do. My Mountain biking. Yes. Absolutely. Teaching people how to mountain yes, bike. Absolutely. Because I I would venture to guess that um, almost every, not all of them but almost every one of them have um learned how to ride a bike mm-hmm. right so why not take it up a notch yeah yeah i um yes absolutely um i need to convince a sponsor or someone to bring bikes specialized yeah yeah Spe- oh yeah. yeah 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 i didn't get to reach out to them last year but um yes yeah jeremy I, you should make the connection i could make the connection yeah yeah I could make that connection. So, that's community right there. It yeah. was like, ooh, who's your resources? I'm trying <laughs> to think about how that. I would make that connection. Yeah. I would literally have to, to 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 say like, all right, so um, let's just get it out up front. None of your advertising has people of color in it. None of it. <laughs> None of it. Um, so, um, you know, what about that for an untapped market? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because exactly. none of it has people. Of exactly. Color in it. That's how you do it. 
And then that's how you get them to sponsor as well, too. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. we are going to, Is we that? have that recorded that you are going to <laughs> contact. What have I done? No editing. <laughs> no editing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, I, I've never tried mountain biking. I'm a little bit terrified. It's tons of fun. But, I, I, yeah, like, everyone, like, I convince other people to mountain bike. Like, I've legit convinced, like, the CEO of REI, his assistant, I convinced her to mountain bike. And, and she you don't like, mountain bike? No, no. But I was like, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. You should. Did you go? Definitely do it. No, I didn't go. <laughs> I was like, but you, you know what? It would be the best day. Uh. And she was like, it was fun. It was dangerous, <laughs> like, I, but she she had a good time. Yeah, and she was like, and it did come up. I I've never done it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I try to convince people. Look, I never tell people that I'm an expert or I've tried everything right. in the outdoors. I didn't hear you say that once during yeah, that conversation. Like, that's, that's never what I will say. Um, but I'm always in support of people trying new things in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, I'm always yeah. in support well, of that. Yeah. Tolt McDonald, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I've been up there, but oh, I think it plateaus that. up mm-hmm. there. I think mm-hmm. it's I think there's it a does. flat section up there. Yeah. The climb up there is aggressive. So if you could somehow have the bikes up there so people could go up there and oh, and, 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 yeah. and, yeah. and then and do right it. down. Yeah. yeah. And then shuttle them back up. And then yeah. shuttle them back mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I actually didn't make it that far out on the, the trail, so I'm I, I'm excited to get back out there earlier it's this year. It's been a long time since I've ridden yeah. out there. Yeah, but some some of the guys Bike Works was there. Oh you yeah. All remember oh, yeah, the bike yeah, mobile? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. and um Ricky and um, I had the best time for changing a tire. Did you? I mean, technically it wasn't a timed event, but <laughs> Um, but you had the I timed time. it. You timed it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure nobody's got that, that for a time. Okay. So That's not fair. You yeah. already, you work for a bike company, and yeah. a bike mechanic. That's so. yeah. why I won the, that's why I won. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably also why it wasn't a competition. Which right. is, which, yeah. which is <laughs> another suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be more competitive. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. What, yeah. what aspects would you? Tire changing. Okay. I would mm-hmm. clean up. Yeah, so you would be banned. <laughs> wood chopping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Look, I can bring you some logs and I have you. do it up. up. I love wood chopping. Yeah? I really, I actually really do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Can we yeah. teach that class? It involves an axe. It does involve, I also believe, can I just tell y'all about insurance? Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a very difficult thing to get for a overnight oh, camping festival. And there are also all these rules around entertainment um, and certain companies not wanting to um, insure you if you have certain types of music. Really? Like rock, heavy metal, R&B, rap, spoken word. Um, spoken words on that list yeah spoken word is on that list so anything that might make you feel something yeah yeah so insurance is actually really really challenging um so i'm i'm working through that right now i bet you can get super easy insurance for for smooth jazz (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure i could i'm I'm just suggesting but i literally had an insurance agent the same one i said that's a racist practice um That one, um, he was basically saying that he could only take this event out to certain people because they won't even look at it because I haven't I haven't confirmed any of the the um, entertainment yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they will Google each inner piece of entertainment yep. to see if anything is has happened to them or in their at their events. So um, it's just really challenging, and it's overnight, and it's you know wow. all of these things. So it's it's one of those things that I have to really navigate. Things have really through. changed since the Broken Spoke Festival. They haven't oh, changed. That's that was the way it we was. We did. We, oh well, maybe. it's such a hard time finding insurance. Right. We did right. a festival for four years um, in Bellingham called the Broken Spoke Festival. Yeah. And the first year um, was the largest. It was, um, we had um, mountain bike races, two, we had a downhill race and a cross country race. We had a concert, we had a brew fest. We had. Um, oh, you weren't trying to get insurance. You were doing all of the things that are super. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. Hard to get insurance. It for. was hard. Yeah. You know, like uh, we did get it. Um, no, what we did was that we used... It was two different versions yeah. of insurance. And that's what I'm... I, I'm actually... Pro- I'm potentially going to have three different versions yeah. of insurance. Oh, I bet. Because yeah. I'm also... I really want to see how... If if and how we can include climbing of some sort. Oh, that'd be so cool. Um, so um, that's going to have to be probably a different policy. And, you know... Right. So, like, right. And then alcohol, if we do that this year, yeah. it's yeah. going to be a different yeah. policy. Yeah. Um, and then the main events. So, yeah, I will be probably working on insurance for the next, you know, six months. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. if there's any insurance people out there that want to, like, help out, right? Yeah. Listening to this, it was yeah. like, give us a call. How can we get in touch with you? So, um, easiest way to get in touch with me is instra- Instagram, actually. Um, Refuge Outdoor Festival on Instagram. People DM me there actually quite a bit. Um, follow on Facebook, that sort of thing, or, you know. A good old email um, info at refugeoutdoorfestival.com. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the um, the event this year is September 27th? September 27th through the 29th at Tote McDonald in King County, King County's Tote McDonald Park Incarnation. And what time does it start? What time the festivities start? So the doors, the gates will open at 3 on Friday and um, we'll run until Sunday at noon. Awesome. That'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll yep. be awesome. We'll and be then there. We can, yeah. And so we'll be able to, um, people will be able to go onto the website and look up who's going to be there, what yep. kind of music you have. Yep. We'll be rolling out things starting at the beginning of April. Um, nice. So in yeah, we'll have a lot more details to come, but it'll be music, it'll be art, it'll be workshops. Hopefully I can convince two people to do a workshop again this year. How to build a fire. Okay, okay. I'm down. I love fires. So I'm like a little pyro. I would like to it's do that one. It's pretty bad. Um, so, I have yeah. several other ideas. So, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, so that'll be coming out pretty soon. Actually, I'm going to do a call for workshops. Um, more people, even more than what I heard last year, people have already, like I've gotten personal text messages yeah. like to my like hey i told you at the end of the festival last year i want to do a workshop <laughs> and i'm like i remember okay i will make sure you get like your name in on the list thank you for texting me all right um so yeah i'll do a, a, a call for workshops and things like that um because i really want and i really want this year like last year i did a lot um and for me it's really important to involve community and in yeah. every aspect of this so like i'm looking for youth um, to be on the community advisory board. I want it to be balanced as in who's making up the board, male to female to mm-hmm. LGBTQ to, you know, right, all right. of the various backgrounds that we have. So um, I'm starting to reach out to some folks that had already showed, expressed some interest, but I'm looking for more people to jump on awesome. um, to help with different parts because um, 
I have ideas, but obvious other folks have yeah. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'd love to hear it. And I'd love to see like what what community really wants, because at the end of the day, for me, I wanted to create this thing, but I really wanted to be community centered right. and, and to create things that people really want are really into. So if anyone wants to volunteer or just be part of you know, just to help out, they can just reach you at um, info at outdoor refuge, refuge outdoor, outdoor festival dot com. Mm-hmm. So info at refuge outdoor festival dot com. Yep. What do you got going? Cool. Oh, I've got. Well, we uh, we just uh, wrapped up our uh, kickoff and fundraiser uh, yesterday, um, March 9th. It was it was amazing. We've got quite a few people that signed up for the Navahine Okamana. The Power of Women's Summit that's coming up May 11th at the uh, Hollywood uh, Schoolhouse. And um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to open the doors to this fancy place and have a whole lot of women of color step up on Woodenville. So Woodenville, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> get ready. And they're invited too. You know, everyone, everyone is, I mean, the way I want it is I want it to be where women can come together mm-hmm. and speak of the uh, challenges and the joys and the triumphs and the adversity that we go through mm-hmm. as women and, you know, walking in um, just with different narratives. And I think when we can bring our song and our story together, we can create a different narrative than yeah. what we have right now. So, yeah, May 11th. at the And, and you can actually go onto the website at www.powerofwomen.rocks right on yes and this is the plowline podcast where you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash plowline also we have a twitter handle at plowline and um we are on soundcloud as well as the itunes store um so you can find us on on both of them we're on the on the uh, podcast platform so Thank you, Siobhan. Absolutely. Yes, it was great thank you, Siobhan. You. Thanks for awesome. having me. This oh, was yes. great. I, this yes. was the longest conversation we've had with each yep. other. It and is. it was phenomenal. <laughs> and I hope to do it again. We should do it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We will. We will. I'm All right. Thanks so much. Okay, I will. I'm going to call it out right now. Yes. And I can't edit that because we don't right. edit. So I'm just, now it's a little weird. <laughs> and, uh, so that was, <laughs> that's the Plowline Podcast. Thanks for joining us.